It's December 12th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Protests over the impeachment of President Pedro Castillo have continued across Peru, according to the BBC. Two people were killed at an airport in the south of the country during a violent protest and police fired tear gas to disperse protesters in the capital of Lima. The AP is reporting that in response to these protests, Dina Bolarte, Peru's new president, announced earlier this morning in a nationally televised address that she will send Congress a proposal to move up elections. Bolarte said she will propose the scheduling of general elections for April 2024. That marks a reversal, as she had previously said she would be allowed to hold the office for the remaining three and a half years of her predecessor's term. Peru has had six presidents in the last six years, including three in a single week in 2020, when Congress flexed its impeachment powers. Francis Lamond is reporting that China said earlier this morning that it would retire an app used to track COVID-19 contacts, a milestone in the country's rapid turn away from its zero-tolerance coronavirus strategy. The state-run communications itinerary card, which tracks whether someone has been to a high-risk area based on their phone signal, will go offline at 12 a.m. Tuesday, according to an official WeChat post after more than two years in operation. Officials reported cases in the country have dropped sharply from all-time highs last month, but Chinese health expert Zhang Nanshan warned in state media Sunday that the prevailing Omicron variant was spreading rapidly through the country. In my opinion, this reversal was incredibly fast as we see the artifice of the zero-COVID policy in China collapsing. However, China has not done the necessary public health measures to prevent widespread transmission of the virus and does not have the hospital space necessary for the inevitable spike in hospitalizations. We should expect to see a significant amount of deaths coming out of China, as well as a potential new variant caused by so many improperly vaccinated people getting infected. According to Deutsche Welle, Kosovar police reported outbreaks of violence overnight in the largely ethnic Serb part of the country on Sunday. They described scenes of explosions, roadblocks, and gunfire after hundreds of Serbs gathered on Saturday morning to protest the arrest of a former police officer following a mass exodus of Serb officers from the force last month. Local police say they were targeted by three firearm attacks. A contingent of EU police officers also said a stun grenade was thrown towards them. In response to the rising tensions, Serbian President Aleksandr Vucic said he would request permission from NATO peacekeepers to send some 1,000 Serbian troops into the fragile region, although he conceded there was no chance of the request being approved. 
Elsewhere, Al Jazeera reports that members of Russia's mercenary Wagner Group have reportedly been killed following an attack by Ukraine's armed forces on a hotel where many were based in a town in the Russian-occupied Luhansk region, according to the region's Ukrainian governor. Luhansk exiled governor said in an interview with Ukrainian television on Sunday that Ukraine had launched a strike on a hotel in the city of Kadivka, west of the region's main center of Luhansk. Photos posted on Telegram channels showed a building largely reduced to rubble. Russia's defense ministry was not immediately available for comment, and Reuters news agency could not independently verify the information. Kenya's The Nation is reporting that hundreds of people protested in Tunisia Saturday against President Kais Syed ahead of parliamentary elections that represent the latest consolidation of a power grab he began in July of last year. The protests were organized by political parties that have been marginalized by Syed, first by him firing the government and suspending parliament last year, then by a new constitution. Demonstrators marched in central Tunis, holding aloft banners with the words resign, and others complaining that people have become poorer and hungrier, AFP correspondents saw. Elevated food prices and shortages of basic goods reflect a long-running economic crisis in the North African country. A pair of dogs gifted by North Korea leader Kim Jong-un four years ago ended up at a zoo in South Korea after a dispute over who should finance the caring of the animals. Kim had given the two white punks and hunting dogs, a breed indigenous to North Korea, to then-South Korean President Moon Jae-in, as a gift following their summit talks in Pyongyang in 2018. But Liberal Moon gave up the dogs last month, citing a lack of financial support for the canines from the current conservative government led by President Yoon Suk-yeol. The dogs, named Gomi and Songgang, were moved to a zoo run by a local government in the southern city of Gwangju last Friday after a temporary stay at a veterinary hospital in the southeastern city of Daegu, zoo officials said. According to Reuters, Canada is preparing to expand its medically-assisted death framework to become one of the broadest in the world, a change some want to delay due to concerns that vulnerable people have easier access to death than to a life without suffering. Starting in March, people whose sole underlying condition is mental illness will be able to access assisted death. Mental illness was excluded when the most recent medical assistance in dying law was passed in 2021. That will make Canada one of six countries in the world where a person suffering from mental illness alone who is not near their natural death can get a doctor to help them die. People will still need to apply and be deemed eligible by two clinicians who must determine whether they have an irremediable condition causing them intolerable suffering and whether they have capacity, whether they understand and appreciate their condition, the decision, and its consequences. In lighter news from the UPI, 
more than 900 people donned Santa Claus costumes in a German town to participate in the 13th annual St. Nicholas Run. Organizers of the event in Mitchendorf said there were more than 900 participants in this year's fun run, which is the largest costumed running event in Germany. Runners were allowed to choose between running 1.5 miles, 3 miles, or 6.5 miles. They were treated to mulled wine and chocolate Santas after completing their runs. Across the pond, the AP says that a bunch of Santa lookalikes took to the ski slopes to spread some seasonal cheer on Sunday. More than 300 jolly old elves, all dressed in red, dashed together down a mountain with white beards and Santa hats flapping in the breeze at the Sunday River Ski Resort in Maine. A skiing Grinch and a skiing Christmas tree joined the party. Santa Sunday has grown in popularity over more than two decades, raising $7,500 this year for a local charity. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Sam Denny of the Alexander von Humboldt Foundation about the recent foiled coup plot in Germany. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. (laughs) 